0: This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with Digital Media and Marketing Officer Jennifer Alvarez. And today we are really excited to welcome a guest, um, GSMCon director and host of GovGirl.com, Christy Dalton, is joining us today. And Christy, you just finished hosting the third annual Government Social Media Conference, which is what GSMCon stands for, in Dallas. And so we wanted to welcome you and hear about all the great work you're doing in this space. Great.
1: Thank you so much, Dana and Jennifer. I am so excited to be on this podcast and I have to say that I'm a fan. (laughs) I've listened in before, so I'm excited for my first time on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Oh my gosh, great. Yes, no, thank you for taking the time. So talk to us about this conference because I think this is really cool. It's actually, I believe, the first major social media conference um, for U.S. City, County, and state government agencies. Am I correct? That That's correct. Um, we are, let's
1: see, we're in our third year. We held GSM Con in 2015, 2016, and 2017. Uh, and we started off in Reno, Nevada for the first two years, because that's where government, social media, uh, my company, we run the show, that's where we were based. And we decided to move it to Dallas, Texas for 2017. And uh, we had... Well, let's see, we had about 475 uh, attendees, and these were folks from the United States, and we also had an international presence as well, and we had people coming in as far as away as Singapore, uh, but mostly uh, city, county, state government in the United
2: States and some federal as well. Yeah, Christy, I know we had four people there from Gilbert, myself, our social media analyst, and then two representatives from our police department. And we just had a great time interacting and engaging with you know, local gov folks. And even um, there were some really unique agencies, state agencies, um, government agencies from across the country who came. And I didn't even realize that maybe they were involved in social media at all. But um, it was we had a great time. It was uh, We loved the location of Dallas and, and was glad that you guys actually had moved it from Reno and tried something new this year because Dallas was a really great location.
1: Yes, we had a great time there. We heard a lot of great feedback from attendees. Uh, we work hard at it all year and we take particular care in working on the the sessions. So it's basically a series of keynote presentations as well as it's jam-packed with tons of breakout sessions. And our keynote speakers this year, we were privileged to have welcome uh, Katie Harbath back from Facebook. And Facebook actually brought a government team with them. They were in our expo area and they had a couple of uh, specialists that were just there assigned to answer questions from attendees, which I thought was a really cool addition. And I was really happy that they wanted to be a part of it because Facebook recognizes the value in local government and state government and getting these people using their tools and using them effectively for uh, working with their citizens. And so they really had a, a significant presence there this year, which I was happy about. We were Happy to invite uh, Hootsuite back, Nextdoor, uh, all these different social media platforms. We had some engaging keynotes from Carolyn Reams from the CIA and Frankie Sagerman from Uh, NATO, and they were able to offer an additional perspective. I've invited them back for wherever we're holding GSMCon next year to give them more time on stage because looking at the feedback, people really
2: loved hearing from them. Yeah, they were great. And CIA, I mean, they have that classic first tweet, right? Um, We can neither confirm nor deny. And so um, it was great to Mm -hmm. hear them and have, I I would have loved to um, have them speak a little bit longer. And I think that's a great idea to have them back because they really were engaging. Um, And just, again, a broader picture of um, how government agencies are using social media and how important it is to use social media um, as a way of communicating with citizens and residents. Yeah, and
0: for the customer service piece, which is what we're always talking about. And I just love this because even five years ago when I started here in Gilbert, I don't know if you know this, Christy, but our mayor was the only mayor that was not on Twitter. And when I came, (laughs) we really weren't using social media at all. And of course, the first thing you do is, you know wonder why, and started to look around, and, then, and I felt that it was because you know there was a lot of fear surrounding it. You know what this could expose us to, and that tends to be a common theme in government. So I'm really happy that you have this event where you're bringing leaders from all over the country together to talk about you know the power and the way you can be using social media for good. And and I believe you know we manage more than 25 channels here, and it's a constant job. And many other cities still don't have the resources dedicated to social media that I think um, probably are needed, especially since it's a 24 seven thing and, and government tends to operate nine to five, uh, Monday through Friday. And unfortunately, that's not the way the real world and social media are working. So I think it's really cool that you're engaging, especially even at the federal level, these agencies to come together and talk about why we, Jen always says, and I'm sure you always say too, you know, going where our residents are and and that's where they are in Gilbert, the average age of a resident is 32. So we're really fortunate in the sense that we can reach a large portion of our population on social. So um, this is great. and I know Jen was really excited about going and going to the conference and and coming back and she participates in your chats as well. Mm -hmm. So you've really made this cohort of people that I think um, is really powerful and needed. And so if other cities are out there listening, they should really look to you to think about, you know, where to get started if they're thinking about engaging on social media.
2: Yeah, that was my favorite part is that the attendees had a wide range of experience when it comes to social media that you had um, people like Chris Hung, I always pronounce his name wrong, sorry, Chris, um, from Mountain View PD, who is... Shun. Shung, thank you, um, <laughs> who is really a, a, a leader in government social media, and he actually won um, a Golden Post Award for... What was the actual title of the award, Christy? He won the award for the top social media advocate in government. Yes, which is so, so deserved. Um, So you have everybody with his experience level to, you know, I sat next to a gentleman who in a Snapchat and Instagram um, session and he didn't have, they didn't have Instagram yet and he hadn't really ever used Instagram. I'm like, you're not on Instagram? Okay, before this end of the session, um, I want you to sign up for Instagram right now. Like, I promise you won't regret it. Um, Mm -hmm. So there are people who didn't necessarily have a whole lot of experience, but they obviously saw the value in social media and in using social media in their government agencies and took the time to attend the conference. And I hope that, you know, they got a lot from it because there are a lot of great sessions, even if you are just a beginner to an expert that you, you know, and just good reminders throughout the, the entire conference about, um, you know, things that you don't always have time to do, like planning. Uh, Caitlin Keeler had a great session on social media planning that I really enjoyed right. where, um, you know, she had a lot of great resources of, uh, you know, making sure to take the time to, if you do have a big campaign coming up, take the time to actually sit down and plan out um, that campaign so that you're not just throwing it together last minute. And so um, I think those little bits and pieces were really helpful for anybody with any experience level across social media.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad that you guys tapped into talking about the skill level on social media and where various governments are. We do have a lot of beginners and more intermediate agencies, and then the very advanced agencies and people who are willing to contribute and share their experiences back to everyone. It's all about establishing this network of government social media managers where we can all learn from each other. Um, it's interesting to see the trend, and a lot of us uh, who have been in the space for a long time, uh, there, there, there are some of us at GSMCon, and for instance, myself, I was working for the city of Reno, Nevada, and I launched our social media uh, presence back in around 07, 08, 09 for some platforms. And there was no one in the space who was talking about our uh, experiences. And some of us across the country started just opening up the conversation about, okay, we're on social media. Here's here's why, here's what we're learning, here's what we're experiencing, here's what's worked well for us and what hasn't worked well. And then as social media became more sophisticated, the government agencies on social media learned more sophisticated tactics and we had to use social media for uh, crisis communications and all these different things. And uh, through through doing that, agencies, again, got more sophisticated. We started sharing Interactions with each other and started talking. And when we launched in 2013, the company government social media, uh, I just really wanted to have an event where we could pull together all these folks to start talking. And so, uh, what's been interesting to see is the the shift in experience level of government agencies. Right now, in this being the, the third conference, we're seeing a lot more intermediate folks to advanced social media managers, where people, they they really, um, they're past the high-level overviews now, and we want to get in the weeds. We want to learn uh, complex tactics for using social media and how we can um, manage that with our citizens and do some complex campaigns. And even, as I mentioned uh, at the conference, I believe in my opening remarks about the job titles has really shifted, even in the last few years of having the conference, Previously, we'd see roles like digital coordinators and uh, digital media managers and uh, some of those broader titles. And now we're seeing that it's a lot more acceptable for a government agency to have a social media manager title or a social media coordinator. So we're seeing those pop up a lot more at the conference. It's been one of the most exciting things to see the shift in the acceptance of government social media managers. And I think that that's also why we're seeing a lot more people attending the conference year over year.
2: Yeah, I mean, Gilbert's social media analyst was there as well. And so that's definitely something that we've accepted here and and embraced um, in Gilbert. And it was really neat to see that. And Actually, when you talked about the more complex topics, um, I had hosted a presentation on advertising. Um, which I had attended the government uh, GSM con regional training um, in Huntington this fall this last fall and Um, you know, we talked about advertising there and I realized that not a whole lot of agencies, there's still a lot of fear revolving around advertising. And so when I submitted to my presentation to speak, um, I was excited to do advertising and talk about advertising and all the great things that we're doing and we're able to connect our different departments and really move away from those traditional forms of advertising and move them towards, um, social media advertising and get getting so much more value return on investment from our money. Um, and, you know, we everybody has limited budgets, and so how do you most effectively use those limited budgets? And social media really is the way that we're doing that here in Gilbert. So as far as, like, trends or conversations after the fact, are there any, were there any trends that you saw from the conference that um, really stuck out to you? Oh, yes, definitely.
1: Live video is going to be the trend for this coming year and for the next several years. And we learned that through... Uh, the submissions for the speaking, uh, uh, the breakout sessions, a lot of folks were submitting on live video, either um, Periscope, Facebook, uh, even uh, uh, recorded video with with YouTube um, is still of interest, but really the live video is uh, where it's going to be at over the next year, the next several years. And uh, also, I... I think we need to be talking a lot more about using influencers in our community, social media influencers. If you look at the social media events that are not government, they are private industry, they're focusing on a lot of different topics that do apply to us as well. For instance, advertising, social media influencers, live video, and our trick is to figure out how to reframe that so that it applies to our government agencies because there's no reason why in government we can't use social media influencers. But the way that we use them are totally different than the way that the private industry is going to use them. So with these topics, we've got to figure out how can we appropriately do this for government? What are the parameters? Um, I haven't had the opportunity to listen yet to Brett White's influencer session. Uh, Brett is uh, from the city of West Hollywood in California. Uh, But due to our virtual past this year, I finally have video recordings (laughs) and I'm finally going to be able to actually watch the sessions that everyone else has enjoyed over the last couple of years. Uh, But I think that those are a couple of the keys that I have my ear to the ground on and just learning more about how folks are using them. And, of course, we, we always have we always have to have sessions and training on crisis communications because that's going to be something that's paramount for government agencies is how can we use social media for effective crisis communications because these things are, it's, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen, it's when, unfortunately, situations are going to happen to governments and how can we use these tools.
2: Yeah,
0: I always talk about here that we are really, in a sense, our own internal news agency. And, and so often now it's hard to get coverage. And not only that, but when our residents are looking for information, we're the source of that information. And so where are they going to go? And it used to be that they would go to the local news channels, Twitter pages, and oftentimes they're either lacking in coverage or falling behind. And so they're going to come to us and we're the source of that information. And so it's so important that we're there, especially in a time of crisis. we we're very fortunate Gilbert is the second safest city in the country. But we've had a couple of instances where we had, you know, major events happen that were, you know, in a, a crisis situation. And really, we were able to whether it was through the use of live video or the way we communicated on Twitter to get out information, you know, beat the local news. We always said um, to the punch and we had access that they didn't have and we had information that they didn't have. And so it's really important. And so I think that's one of the main things when I ta- we talk about um, getting that information out, especially in times of a crisis. Uh, it's just crucial that you're there and you've got the coordinated messaging that your residents know they can rely on you for that information when they need it.
2: Yeah, and Dana, we've kind of talked about this for years now, the importance of crisis communications and using social media during a crisis. And our uh, police PIO, you know, attended the conference as well and did attend a couple of the crisis communication sessions. And afterwards he was like, you know, I guess I just didn't realize how ahead of the curve we are. Like we're already doing all these things. We've already have those established relationships. And I think it was just eye opening for him to see that, yes, this is why we're doing what we're doing. um, And this is what we should be doing. So that was kind of a neat uh, takeaway Mm -hmm. for him and for me as well.
1: And there are so many agencies that just aren't there yet. And also, it's, it's unfortunate that we have to talk about crisis communications on a different level these days, because we're not just talking about communicating during wildfires or uh, natural occurrences. We're talking about, you know, we had a session on active shooter and crisis communications related to that. And a lot of that, we were uh, uh, Privileged to have uh, Skagit County and the Washington State Patrol uh, uh, give that session, and there's there are lessons in there that are applicable to just your general crisis communications. But then there were lessons that are specific to active shooter, like you know, for instance, your agency's got to make decisions about what information to release about suspects if the suspect is still at large, and when to release it. And they did focus on the fact that these relationships beforehand with your other emergency communicators at other agencies at local, regional, state, national level are extremely important.
2: Oh, yeah. And actually, one of the um, Golden Post Award winners was uh, the city of Orlando for their Pulse nightclub tragedy. I Say winner in a a loose term here, but um, Mm -hmm. their work during that tragedy really made a huge impact in their community and and they handled it really well. If you want to talk a little bit more about what you saw um, from that entry. Oh,
1: sure. Um, And you know, it's difficult, as you mentioned, to give an award for a tragedy. And it's really not what we're doing with our Golden Post Award for Social Media Crisis Communications. We are, our goal is to honor agencies that. Are involved in a crisis situation and really to recognize their response in the face of such tragedies. And this is really this is why we train. Uh, we need to talk about these things that social media managers can learn from their peers, and the idea is that they can be prepared if heaven forbid something like this happen in their own community. But we did uh, honor the city of Orlando for their response to uh, the Pulse nightclub tragedy um, back in in June of 2016 when, uh, um, as you know, it was the city of Orlando and 49 people were killed and more than 50 people were injured from a gunman in their Pulse nightclub. With the scope and the magnitude of this tragedy, it really touched the world. And with their response, it was noted that they handled it quickly. Uh, Their their interactions with the public on social media. They were transparent. They had to be very sensitive, and they were. And they also led the conversation and and the aftermath of it. They used the Orlando United hashtag, and they really helped the community remain united after that, you know, truly horrific act. And so that was, for those reasons, we really wanted to to honor their response and to support the city of Orlando.
2: Which is so important to you to think about, you know, you have the the incident itself, and then you you don't always think about the aftermath, right? Like, what are you going to do afterwards? So it's really neat to see what they did. And I think I got a little bit ahead of myself, Chrissy. Can you talk a little bit about what the Golden Post Awards are? Oh, sure. I keep mentioning so, it. <laughs> the,
1: the Golden Post Awards is – an awards program that honors government social media. So throughout the year, social media managers and government are faced with a lot of different things. They communicate with the citizens. They are uh, reacting to emergency situations. And this is our moment where we can honor the folks behind social media because a lot of times they don't get recognized for the work that they do. And so we have several different categories. Uh, we also had a couple of uh, new awards this year. We have our top social media advocate, as you mentioned. And uh, also new this year, I think it was uh, pretty fun because Facebook got involved with the Golden Post Awards and we had a Facebook favorite award. So Katie Harbath and her team from the government team on Facebook, they handed out an award, which they thought was a uh uh, a really innovative use of their platform and it really embraced what facebook can do and they gave that award to the city of round rock texas for their lost teddy alert
2: which was adorable
1: that was that was adorable and you know basically if anyone's listening and they haven't heard about this the uh They had a music event in their city and they noticed that there was a teddy bear that someone had lost there and they could have put it in lost it and found or, you know, tossed it. But instead they were very creative and they decided to turn it into a campaign that promoted their, their community, different places in their community, all while trying to return this teddy bear to its human, (laughs) to its owner. And it was just really endearing and affectionate and all the comments on this were positive and were citizens just saying, hey, this is why I really like to live here. And this is why we live in such a great community.
0: That reminds me too of the, our Gilbert also won a, um, a Golden Post award this year for our, um, Justin Timberlake parody video dance video for Can't Stop the Feeling. And when you mention what it does for the community, I think this is something that we did that, you know, answering a call for Justin Timberlake to dance and literally we got our entire town dancing. We are the largest town in America, 200 and almost 50,000 residents. So it was quite a feat and we turned this around in, you know, less than 48 hours and it went viral when Justin Timberlake shared it. And so it was recognized as well, but I don't think you can overemphasize the amount of community sentiment and engagement that you can have with something that's as simple as a video on social media, but that pride, the sense of pride that people get with, you know, living here or being from here, or owning their business here. And that was something that we really took away. And at a time, too, our police officers were featured in the video. And and, and th- this was a time when, you know, police departments and, and public safety in general were kind of Having some difficulty in in certain areas in the media, and to see that human side of our police officers, I think our residents were really thrilled to showcase that piece of it.
1: Yeah, and if you guys wouldn't mind us talking, just taking a minute to talk about that video for a second, uh, as we were handing out the award on stage, and Jennifer, of course, he came up to hand to get the award and then, as you were going off stage I said, wait come back on stage because we've got to talk about this because I really wanted to know how you got so many people to be involved in it in such a short period of time and uh Jennifer we- If you just recap that for us, I would be happy. Yeah, that
2: was a really fun moment. And then when you guys showed the video and the crowd just kind of went crazy when they saw Mayor Lewis (laughs) dancing, it was pretty fun. Um, But no, we kind of talked about just how we saw a trend, right? JT, Justin Timberlake had posted the video um, of a business in Omaha and we saw it, you know, they were dancing to his new song and we saw it and we knew that we could do it and we could do it better. I mean, the song is all about dancing through your community and we knew that that was a a great way for us to show off off Gilbert in our community and our residents and businesses here and we did turn that around in 48 hours. I mean we once we um, committed to doing the video we got a hold of Mayor, and you know asked him to dance really quickly as he had 10 minutes before his next meeting and um, after that point we just went around the community different businesses uh we called an emergency dance party, which I think was a a super popular. Um, I think everybody was so surprised that we called an emergency dance party at the, at the event, but um, we did call an emergency dance party underneath the water tower. On social
0: media. Yeah. And
2: we used social media next door um, to promote that. And we had about a hundred people show up. Um, It was not a, popular time it was 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning I mean um, not a whole lot of people around so um, to have a hundred people or so show up and and just dance with us was was a blast so um, once we turned that around and um, got it up on social media it instantly took off and we were so excited for about it and we just knew that we had to get Justin Timberlake's attention and you know give what was it few hours later, 12 hours later, um, JT had posted it to his 90 million followers on Twitter and Facebook. And so after that point, you know, people who had never heard of Gilbert, Arizona were saying, what a cool community. I want to live there. I want to move there. Um, You know, never heard of Gilbert, but I want to move there. And um, those of people who lived in Gilbert um, were super excited and proud to live here and um, wanting to show off their community. So it was, it was a fun time.
1: Sure. I love that. And I love that you noticed, as you mentioned that there was a trend that there was a buzz that people were doing these parody videos to that video, and that's a great lead in actually for the best use of humor uh, Golden Post award the first place entry for that went to uh, the Lawrence Kansas police Department, and they um, they basically tweeted they what they also noticed that there was an announcement by tostitos that they would be releasing a bag that could detect the presence of the alcohol on someone's breath. So the Lawrence Police Department they sent a tweet and they said if you have to blow into a tostitos bag to know if you're intoxicated for the love of all that is holy, do not drive. <laughs> and and there's a couple of things that I liked about this. The one is that you know, this wasn't something that happened in their community, something that happened to them. They had the The awareness to see that this is something that other people are talking about this is uh, something that is popular conversation right now and they use this as an opportunity to talk about their agency uh, to uh, bring it back to safety to talk about uh, the importance of basically drunk driving and uh, and and being sober when you drive and don't drink and drive, but they did it all in a humorous way, and so this is something that any other agency could have theoretically tweeted about, but they were the ones to tweet about it. really hands down the reach of this was amazing
2: yeah, I mean that that kind of is a great way to summarize um, you know the latest trends in my mind, you know using following trends to storytell and tell your story Um, and don't be afraid to use humor. Yeah. So those are kind of the things that um, I definitely took away and always trying to find those creative ideas to tell your community stories is the goal of all this. Right. So um, definitely probably a good, good Ending spot for us, Dana, what do you think? Anything else that we need to touch base on? No, I think
0: this is great. These are wonderful. And so, Christy, where tell us where, if people are listening, they can learn more about the conference and also they can see the rest of the award winners or visit to be able to apply for a Golden Post Award next year.
1: Check out gsmcon.com and you can learn once we actually figure out where we're going to have GSMCon 2018. You can learn more. We'll be opening up a call for speakers in the fall. And in the early spring, we'll open up the Golden Post Awards for next year, and you can uh, submit a nomination. We would encourage you to do that. You'll also be seeing a lot of changes coming up next year, because one of the things that we've learned is that we have to constantly change and adapt and look at the feedback. And I'd like to be an agile social media conference where we can adapt to what our attendees are wanting, and we're going to have more vendors, we are going to focus on some more advanced and hands-on session sessions, and we're also going to have more integration with Gizmo, our government social media organization. Uh, one thing I did, just did want to say is hat tip to you, uh, Dana and Jennifer, for making this podcast happen i'm a fan and I love it when there there isn't something currently in the space, and you guys just went out there and you made it happen, and you're doing this regular podcast that's to the benefit of government agencies across
0: the country so hat tip to you and I thank you for putting this together Oh thank you yes no it's been it's been a lot of fun. I was just saying to someone earlier that we get a lot of requests to come and, and from other cities who, you know, think that this might be an expensive endeavor or, you know, they don't feel they have the staff or the resources that they need to do something simple like get on social media. And so I, it's, the podcast really came to be from, you know, just this idea of trying to help other cities to know that it's, it's actually relatively cost effective and simple to, you know, find those advocates in your organization that are going to be willing to engage and go on social media as well. And, and so it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun and we appreciate following you and look forward to the conference in 2018. Perfect. I hope to see you guys there. Yes. And maybe hosting a session on how to create a podcast. There we go. (laughs) Perfect. Done in. Count us in. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for joining us. You can follow Christy on Twitter at ChristyDalton22. And as she mentioned, learn more about government social media at governmentsocialmedia.com. And thank you all to our listeners. Be sure to engage with us on social media. If you have questions or comments, you can use the hashtag GovGoneDigital. And feel free to leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think about this podcast. We'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital.